Wednesday here at Corp Stats, powered by the Mayo Media Net here on YouTube and presented by Jock Market, the daily fantasy app keeping smiles on this face every day. We're getting paid in the shade, man. We did it again yesterday in both slates. Download the Jock Market app for free. Use the promo code MMN for free. If it's free, it's for us at this point, man. That $100 has really paid its way for us. It's more than enough money to get it done. I really encourage you to get down with us in the granular analysis that we're applying here as we get through the three pillars of profit on the fastest show in MLB. Absolutely. Anyway, man, take that one to the bank. Daily DFS jock market, the overlap into total base props. We do a fantasy segment every day. Today, we're mining the advanced statistical leaderboard, looking for some starting pitching stats. Then we get over to some bets, total base props, got a team total for you, all that, and a bag of chips doing the things that we do, me, you, the Cork Stats crew. Man, how great is this? I'm telling you, we were having fun. Doing our thing through the downturn. And then when you start to win, man, gosh, the wind in the sails. I hardly want to sleep. I'm putting in 21 and a half hours a day as it is, man. Jeez, burning the candle on both ends. But I wouldn't have it any other way because I think it takes that kind of drive and determination to separate us from the field. Baseball continues to move even when we take days off. So remember, while you're resting, someone else is working and that's generally us. Let's get up into the first pillar of profit. It's daily. DFS and jock market. I got the 713 stack attacker. Let's go get him, everybody. Woo, here we go. It's those New York Yankees. The Bronx Bombers. The pinstripers. I love the Highlanders. And I really can't believe how well this season has gone for them. We'll be looking. Yes, it's chalky. But we'll be looking at the big dude. Aaron Judge at first. They're going up against Mike Miner, who was really good last time out. Do we think Mike Miner is really good? No. I think the pendulum is going to swing back. Miner on the year. 6-6-3 ERA. 1-4 whip. OPS north of 900, FIP and deserved ERA north of 6, swinging strike rate south of 10%, and the O swing, his chase rate, down around 30%. When you're 10% or more worse than the average, that's normally when we start to flag that, because when you're not inducing chases, if you fall behind, you've got to come in the zone. Minor comes in the zone, and that ball is constantly heading out 91% in-zone contact rate, that's just about as high as she goes, and when contact is made, it's very good for the offense, 55 fly ball, 12% barrel equals what? You in the back, sir, the handsome one, almost three home runs per nine, and an expected wobble on contact north of 400, you know, we really like those contact stats when it comes to a pitcher like Miner, because he allows so much contact. So when you know you're getting 90% zone contact, you could really look at that expected Wobicon for an expectation of what you're going to get. Righties year to date have just punished Miner. 310 batting average, 433 Woba, and a OPS higher than 1,000 on the year with nine home runs. It's everything. The slider, the change, the curve, all have a plus 700x slug. Yikes. In capital letters, give me your honor. The judge. Last 45 plate appearances against lefties. Judge doing his thing. 270 ER. 270 batting average. 378 ISO. 1000 OPS. Again, let's just stop to do the daily lesson. For the new listeners, hi. Welcome aboard. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the audio only pod. And once I earn it, after we bring that smoke, feel free to press the cartoon finger right below us. 
Plus, the reason that we really always want to make sure to expand on OPS, which is probably one of my favorite stats, which I also don't understand why it's not available, but that's a bit of edge. So because it's not available, people don't use it. I scrape it. I combine it every day. Simple enough. Give it to you. The reason why we really need to expand on ISO, isolated slugging, ISO, is for these total base props. ISO is a measure of extra base hits. 250 ISO, very simply, is a 25% extra base rate. Total base props, walks do not count. That is the most popular question I get, and I understand. It's a very good question, and it kind of sucks. I'd love to see what it would look like with walks included, but the odds would probably be sickening. Anyway, OPS includes walk rate, so a player can have a very high walk rate without hitting the ball in right production in that matter so we want to be looking at iso because that's probably the best path to these total base props and why we've done so incredibly well mookie Betts didn't get it done but i think everyone else did just killing it yesterday soto got delayed but we're hitting these plus 140 that's like crazy these guys hitting at the top of the lineup it's really awesome that's the edge right now seriously the edge right now is in these total base props again why we're doing the analysis that we do get with Aaron Judge he's really good surprise surprise then we want to get with Gleber Torres going back to May 1st when we saw the shift in offense against lefties 70 plate appearances 42 hard hit 17 barrel 15 blast rate remember blast rate the ideal subset of barrels exactly where you want to be he's a better than 400 expected Woba in that time frame Batting average up at 290, 365 ISO, right? 36% extra base rate. If he gets three at-bats, the hope is one of them will be a double, and there you go. That's the simple math, easy enough for a yo-yo like me to figure out, and also seven shamalama ding-dongs in that frame. Give me the jankies, those pinstripers beating up Mike Minor today, especially after that comeback loss yesterday. I think they'll be looking for some revenge. All right, next stack, it's the White Sox from the Windy City south side of the tracks going up against Aaron Savali, who was good last time out. We'll be selling that rip, 6-3 ERA, 1-4-5 whip, 8-32 OPS. All the attack metrics firmly in place, although I'm going to be expanding on total base play for the athletic as it's becoming more popular and I was speaking about attack metrics, something that I've kind of coined, but it really makes sense. That's where you want to kind of start your analysis, right? An ERA over 5, a whip over 1-4, OPS above 8. 825, really where you begin to start. Again, you know when we're looking at these, we're going to then split stats. So a lot of times, an 832 overall OPS might be heavily slanted in one direction, and then you'll find that gold that we have been. So back to Savale, the deserved ERA up over five, swinging strike rate in the single digits, really where we want to look. The foul ball rate, something that I've been focusing on is north of 19. And when I foul ball rate is over 19 creeping up to 20, right? One out of five pitches being wasted. It really limits the distance. We know the White Sox tend to do that. So I think they're going to stretch out Savali, and we want to eat in the middle of that bullpen, right? That's really where offense is going to feast that fifth and sixth inning in-zone contact rate up near 90 again for Savali. So, you know, garbage in, garbage out. 40% hard hit, 10% barrel, 420 expected Woba on contact. Again, right, there's that better than 400 expected Woba on contact really being the benchmark. I think you use it when you have an in-zone contact rate up above 88, which we do. It's just been a mess. The fastball 
ball ban is really bad. Fresavale, something's got to go on. They need an adjustment. I don't know if it's the ball, but the sinker, the four-seamer, and the cutter. So the entire fastball bin has been a problem to both sides of the plate. Each of those have a minimum 580x slug. They're responsible for 16 extra base hits. So give me the old man, long in the tooth, Jose Abreu. Last 30 days, that's 120 plate appearances against righties. 54 hard hit, 14 barrel 404 batting average, 132 ISO, right? So there's a bit of disparity there. Maybe have you thinking twice about the total base prop, but where all these names are absolutely viable for DFS, they're absolutely viable for jock market, providing the price. And once we put that price regulator on our jock market play, we took off again. Again, they've been splitting slates. Prices tend to go up. I really like to draw the line at 650 or Leprechaun 666, if you remember those old Wayne's World uh, bits. But it's really all about price. It's very hard to pick who's going to be the top scorer. You're playing against the field. Give me a low price with a model hit. I'd rather take my chances for a big-time ROI rather than needing to be the best player on the slate. So there's a little bit about the application and why it matters so much. Abreu, really good in that span, four home runs, and then we want to zoom in on the fastball bin, right? So if we're able to identify Savali's struggles, fastball, cutter, sinker, Abreu, very good against those pitches from righty. So again, there's a bit of the granular analysis. He's a 426 expected Woba year to date. So remember, when you're kind of isolating on single pitches, try then to widen the sample as much as possible. I know I'm spouting L14 sometimes. Well, you're talking 70 plate appearances, 100 plate appearances. That's a pretty decent piece of a sine wave. If you're going to look at individual pitches, you got to be careful for L14. It might only be two events or something like that. You know, not to exaggerate, but I think you get my point. Then we'd be looking at Gavin Sheets. These are my favorite plays because most people, you know, see Judge and go, ha ha, and see Abreu and go, ha ha, but they see Sheets and go, huh? And so that's kind of the reaction that we're looking for, especially in something like Jock Market, a player like Sheets, except for people like us and me, my big mouth pushing him to the front. You know, his price is still generally pretty palatable. So let's look at Sheets. Last 60 plate appearances against righties, 285 batting average, 245 ISO. So, right, again, if we get four plate appearances against the righty, he should cover it. I don't think I have him listed because I have been weighing the lineup placement pretty heavily. Right, we want the third um, the third at bat. You want the extra at bat. You're going to get three. You really want the extra ones where we might have the edge here and you might see this pop up on the Patreon sheet, which again is free. And if you appreciate all the stuff we do, Two things you could do right now. Press the cartoon finger. Imagine if this show went under because we didn't press cartoon fingers. How ridiculous is this? I get more DMs in a day than I do cartoon fingers. Just insane. The other thing you could do is tag Patrick Murdoch Mayo and let him know how awesome we are doing. But besides that, forget the output. I'm not going to tell me one today. No one cares. Tell him about the nuance, the context, and why this show matters and why it is the must-see baseball show probably the best in the nation whatever i don't care about being arrogant at this point but whatever shout out my haters you know what i'm saying so give me a brayu give me sheets with all that context he kills right-handed fastball bins right so again i really believe this is where we are separating and this is why you've seen me shift into these total base props not just because of the price but because of the edge the analysis is allowing us in accordance with the price we've all seen what books are doing with f5 pricing they've made it almost 
not palatable. I'm not going to start smashing my head into juice because I drew up an F5 model. I'm not going to do that. We're going to continue to be smart, always be palatable, never be stubborn. But this is where we're getting that edge, smashing these plus money hits. So keep an eye on Gavin Sheets, 551 expected Woba, 97% contact rate on the fastball bin from righties. Get with Gavin Sheets today. And then last up, it's the flat fish from Florida. Give me those Tampa Bay Rays going up against Winkowski. Now, he's been kind of a popular streamer. We're going to be bucking the public here. The public is does not like uh, this pick here. They are not into the Rays. The total is very low. Everything is extremely low, which means what? Yes, yes, y'all. You don't stop. Big John, come rocking a short shot. You think I care what everyone else thinks to that point really quick? Uh, you know what? I'll cover it in the bets later on. Hopefully, that'll help me remember. Let's get into the Rays today against Winkowski, who's been pretty good. 4-3-5 ERA generally scares people away. However, 1-5 whip, 785 OPS. This is why I use OPS in accordance, in combination, I should say, with whip and ERA, right? Any two points make a line. So a low ERA and a very high whip really doesn't tell you anything. If the OPS is near 800, it probably tells you the whip is more the truth than the 435 ERA. All right, six and a half K minus walk, that's not going to do it. Six and a half swinging strike, that's not going to do it. 51 first strike, 26 O swing. This guy ain't getting anyone to chase that is one of the lowest chase rates you'll see in the league paired with the low first strike rate and the extremely high contact rate up over 91 yes he does keep the ball down and i think that'll be another reason why people get away from him 53 percent ground ball rate again i'm not here to lie to you right? i'm not gonna miss frame arguments but 42 percent hard hit rate 95 miles an hour and he's allowed a 290 batting average against year to date the problem is the sinker hyper usage from Winkowski 52 percent use has led to a very elevated line drive rate 24 percent ISO up near 200 and a better than 500 x log so when you have a better than 500 x log on a pitcher throwing half the time we could look at that sinker use let's look at H Ram Harold Ramirez killing it right now last 30 days 70 plate appearances against righties a 406 batting average 156 ISO better than 1000 OPS to 560 slug and seven doubles he's also been like hitting second or third every day one probably one of the most unknown right number two hitters in the game his props have been juicy and they've been hitting also let's look to my dude G man Choi one of my favorite spit split players in fantasy, right? He's not going to play against lefties at all. If you're playing daily leagues or an FPC, who cares, right? So give me Choi last 14 days, 35 plate appearances against righties, 320 average, 160 ISO, 980 OPS, the hard hit rate through the roof, over 55, 15 barrel, 400 expected wool, but that's against right-handed sinkers. We know we're going to see a handful of sinkers today, and Choi has been crushing them. People not really thinking of him. He does have some power stroke. I think we'll see a bit of that today. All right, so that's a stack attacker. Give me Yankees, righties, White Sox, righties, Rays, righties, baby. All right, let's get up into the fantasy end. Again, we're just going to blow through it. What you have here are two lists. I like to mind the advanced statistical leaderboards. It'll help to highlight some names that either people don't know yet or maybe good players that have been discarded. Blake Snell. <coughs> Blake Snell. And I'm already kicking myself because at The Athletic, I did a not-so-obvious second-half MVP on the pitching side. And I was going back and forth between Alex Cobb, who I love, and Blake Snell, who I love. And the peripherals just felt better for Cobb. It really... I don't know if I seem like a fraud here, 
But I, I, I'm not the type to put out because it's a gut feeling and we've seen it. Or he's a second half pitcher. Kind of silly. So I went with Cobb who has the more data-backed argument. He has not been great. Snell kind of looks awesome right now. Okay, let's get into the whiff rate and the reason I teased Blake Snell. So these are pitchers inside the top 55 overall. So it's 10 interesting names in the top 55 with very high whiff rates, all above 26% whiff per swing. I'll read you the names and we'll go through it really quick. It's Blake Snell at the top, 36.5% whiff rate. Looks like I guessed wrong. Ready? Put up double-digit strikeouts the other day. If they just correct the control bit, now granted he's probably never going to be an 8-inning guy, but one or two less walks makes him a 6-inning guy, and 6 innings, 9-10Ks on a good team is an ace in this day. So Blake Snell killing it, followed by David Peterson, who is awesome again. I don't even know if that start yesterday is on here. He was excellent again. David Peterson should be added pretty much everywhere as long as he's got a spot. They're going to be rolling him out there, and I don't see why the Mets would not, especially, you know, they're always an injury away. Then to Kyle Hendricks. The reason I mentioned Hendricks, we don't expect him to rock the whiff rate. To Ian Anderson, who we've been picking on, he's been getting a bit better. Keep an eye on that whiff rate. Generally, the uptick in whiff rate is something mechanical or pitch mix related that would usually have us getting away from it. That's part of why I do this. It helps also identify guys maybe we attack that might be getting better. To Trevor Rogers, who I really like, but he just can't get out of his own way. That game against Pittsburgh, more bad luck, bloop singles, and it's just easy to say he got rocked, but if you watched it, you know... He didn't. To my dude, Hunter Green, we know the whiffs are there, but the home runs are an issue as well as Cincinnati. Jeffrey Springs on the Rays, on the DL right now, IL, whatever, who cares. But I believe it was just some foolery because of the break. If you can look to add Jeffrey Springs right now, people love to sell IL pitchers. I don't actually think he's hurt. Get with Jeffrey Springs to Keegan Thompson, JT Brubaker, and Kyle Gibson. Probably guys we're not that interested in because of the low whiff rates, but if they're going to be posting better than 26% whiff, you got to take a look at him. Keegan Thompson in particular, I believe has been pretty good, right? We don't want to just hear names we used to attack and throw them away. I believe he's been good. He's going to name I'm going to look into tonight. We're going to put yesterday's work with the hitters, today's work with the pitchers together tomorrow, and I'll give you an ad for every position in every league size, 10, 12, and 15 team leagues. We're trying to do it all, everybody. And again, feels like a good time. Cartoon thumbs for everybody. All right, next up, top 40 in ex-WOBA, right? So we wanted to cover with, because that's without a batted ball event, right? Before, I guess you could call it. And then ex-WOBA, which is after once contact is made. There are no perfect stats, but at least ex-WOBA is an amalgamation, a combination of exit velocity, launch angle, sprint speed. It's a pretty damn good descriptor of what happened. Now, I disagree with people who call it luck when there's a discrepancy. Oh, he was unlucky or not. I am not into that. That takes a little more nuance, but it is a damn good descriptor of what's going on. If you have a really low ex-WOBA, people are not hitting the ball hard. Like you, you could take you could take that stat and back test it. It will hold up to scrutiny. All right, so let's get into it. Tyler Molly, two thirty-seven ex-WOBA last four games started. That's excellent. Actually, I think I'm, I'm sorry. It's the last six games started for Molly, I believe. This is a minimum four games. Uh, again, it doesn't matter that much. I just like to be extremely clear. So if you take my work and expand on it or push it forward, you know, we're on the same page and you could cite my stuff with confidence. Again, very important. 
today, nowadays. So Molly, 240, ex-Woma, I mean 40 points below the next one, who's Blake Snell. So Blake Snell getting whiffs and reducing contact. We know the walks are an issue, but these are the two things. If a player's on both of these lists, it means go get him, try and add him. If someone thinks they're going to sell on Snell high, go get Snell. Right now, Merrill Kelly back kind of dipping up off the mat. He's been really good. The Diamondbacks stink, but he's gotten it done to Keegan Thompson. Look at that. 288x Woba to pair with a 26.5 whiff rate. Almost add him right now. Tyler Wells, Josiah Gray, Justin Steele, David Peterson, Josh Winkowski, and John Gray. All within kind of 10 points of each other. Bips, we call them when you see three decimals, a thousandth. In trading, we call it a BIP, which is generally, I would say, not ever something you want to really react to. So, Wells, Gray, Steele, Peterson, Winkowski, and Gray. Now, notice Winkowski on the list, and we're going after him today. These, you know, uh, that's what it is. We're going to, we know he keeps it down against certain hand hitters, and we're hoping that we have the righties. Um, the lefties, I'm sorry, that are going to lift it, right? He's been very good at keeping the ball down against righties, the majority of the hitters, which would explain the x but we're going to try and flip the script on him today. Guys like Steele, I think, is viable. I've liked Josiah Gray all year. I also think he's turned the corner. He might be hard to pry. We told you to get on him a couple of weeks ago. I was drafting him. I really like Josiah Gray. I like those high upside strikeout guys. Remember, he was part of the Max Scherzer deal, right? So that wasn't with Trey Turner. That was, he was something, um, Peterson again must add Winkowski take a look if he's awesome today we're going to maybe pivot maybe he's legit and then on to John Gray who's probably owned in all fantasy leagues so there you go just a couple names you know get on Blake Snell get on David Peterson keep an eye on Ian Anderson make your move for Jeffrey Springs Josh Winkowski TBD alright round third and let's see if we can score the ball here into the betting and we go all right, working on that fade cough button. I've been battling this. Like, I guess it's my this grainy, bassy voice I got going on. It's all the doo-wop. I've been singing in my off time. All right, let's do the first looks, everybody. There are actually bets on the board. Oh, my goodness. We're actually going to bet today. All right, first, let's start with the total base props because we already covered them. So you see right off the bat, we got Glaber Torres at plus 100, Harold Ramirez at plus 105. We're expecting them both to hit in the top third. I would preface the Glaber with if he's six or seven, maybe we want to pump the brakes. I think we're going to get it, but remember the calculus that I mentioned. The Yankees are home. So, and they're heavy favorites, right? So home and heavy favorites means don't assume the ninth frame. Even if you think they're going to score six runs, I generally don't let that tip the scale for me. So keep an eye on Glaber. I'd say five or forward. Go get him where he's been. That's where I think he'll be hitting fifth I'm hoping for. Or you never know. Sometimes they slide him in second. Judge should be back. Again, the Yankees have been doing some slotting. Stanton's in a bit of a slump. We'll have to see what happens. As long as it's not seventh or back. I'm going to say two top two-thirds. Let's not be a fraud. Right, yesterday we almost backed off that over because the public was against us. And look, we smashed it easily. Again, confidence, people. Then to Harold Ramirez, who we mentioned, he's been batting second. I fully expect that. That's another one, too. I think it's okay to try and get ahead of lineup placements if you have pretty good data-backed inference on it. Yesterday was a perfect example. Oh, that was awesome. That was awesome. That was just awesome. That made me so incredibly happy. The Giants are very slow to post their lineups because they're always into platooning. However, we knew they were going up against a tough, a bad lefty Shea, you know, and... Slater, who doesn't play often, when he plays, it's against lefties, and he leads off. That 
prop at plus 150 was out there the entire day. And then when the name started to sink, that was really telegraphed. He had a leadoff double, and we cashed a plus 150 ticket after like two pitches. That's really something to be proud of. It really is. Forget the output, right? The the whole calculation, the anticipation of the lineup move, just the whole thing was really, really great. So hat tip to everybody. Gold star on the big nose of the Cork Stats crew as we continue to mash jock market and mash the betting markets as well. So Glaber Torres and Harold Ramirez at Plus money, we did the analysis already. You can head up to the front of the show to check that out. Then we got two bets here. All right. One is going to build off the Harold Ramirez play, and it's Tampa's team total at three and a half. So, again, this really started as I got a model hit on. I've been modeling F5 team totals as well. I know there's a few of you out there that recommended it. I have to thank you for this. They're extremely sharp. I don't post them because not everyone has access to them. You know this about me. I try and use the hardest game on the hardest setting, and I just eat the losses. I don't care about that. Right? I don't like when people start posting walk props and weird stuff, live plays that no one can follow, and they use that to kind of pump up their win-loss total. I don't care about that. I don't care about that. The money is spoken for. This is what I'm doing, and I'm going to let it play out. Trying to not say I'm looking for the worst price, but I'm... Uh, uh, God, I don't want to compare myself to it. Do unto me what you do to the worst of me, right? To the worst of us. Whatever the most severe punishment is, I'm going to be in the front, the tip of the spear. I want the scars. I want the bruises. I'm not a fraud. I want to be a leader, and that's what leaders do. Okay, so I'm not going to, oh, I got this price and you can stuck with that. I'll post, I'll post the very worst ones. But to that point, I really try to keep plays that are accessible. If the first five team totals start hitting more than just DK, we could do that. They have been a smash. So if you have access to that, I would probably take that one First, I have that one screaming Tampa to score off Winkowski, right? We did the Winkowski kind of breakdown. We mentioned some of the chinks in the armor. The disciplinary basket is very weak. The swing strike rate, extremely low. He doesn't get whiffs. He doesn't get chases. He doesn't get ahead. Yes, he keeps the ball down. But we're only looking for, it's it's one and a half through five. Those are, in particular, the bets we want to be looking at if you're into those F5 team totals. Pittsburgh was the big hit yesterday, and of course, it was good to go. So, if you can get the F5 for the Rays, do it. But again, I don't want to preface it too much like making excuses. Team total 03.5 is a beautiful spot to be. We could eat, obviously get four runs off Winkowski himself. No problem there. We know if it came down to it, the Boston bullpen, really not great. Bottom five in the season in chase rate. Bottom five in fly ball rate. Bottom five in hard hit rate. Bottom five in bow rate. And they have 16 losses on the year. So if we need to get it late, hopefully we will do exactly of that with the Rays. So give me that team total over 3.5. This is at minus 125. I expect it to continue to move. We have been quite the market movers. Again, another gold star on the big noses of us because it shows that we're out there actually putting money where our mouths are, right? So team total, Tampa Bay over 3.5, minus 125. If it gets to 140, I'm sorry, fraud or not, Pull it. We don't bet minus 140 round here. You, and you can't really parlay those. So you see where I kind of get my... Let's say I get myself into trouble with trying to provide picks to everybody all at once really becomes diff- difficult in a ever-changing market. So if you can't get to that one, don't be upset. Team totals generally very widely available. I feel confident putting those out there. The last one, it's Philly F5. I, this one just really 
felt like a misprice here. And I guess we're betting the price on this one because I don't really have a ton of fancy analysis here to make you feel all warm and fuzzy, as my boy Casey Bubble would say. But it is... I mean, we got Zach Wheeler, right? Shouldn't Zach Wheeler just be like a favorite no matter what? And to me, minus 110 is just not heavy enough up against Ross Stripling. I think the public sees the Toronto offense, which has been human. I mean, the Philadelphia offense is nothing to sneeze at either. You know, Schwarber and those boys are, 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 are very good. Last seven, it's been a bit of a struggle for Philadelphia. And I guess maybe people see that. But I give you something, yes. Like, the average is very low for Philadelphia. We know that they can tend to do that. But, like, they still mash. So, even in the last 250 plate appearances, that, yes, the batting average is at 215. It's extremely low. They're still top five in hard hit rate on both sites, meaning... Baseball Information Solutions, Fangraphs, and StatCast. The reason it matters, Baseball Information Solutions is applying subjective measures to it. Like, those are really hard-hit balls. They're not just 95-mile-an-hour dirt eaters, which can be misleading. They're also top five in barrel rate. You know, those are the kind of things that I really look for. They also don't chase. So there's a couple things there that I think work for them when it comes to stripling. Who, don't get me wrong, raw stripling has been good maybe we have a little bit of a good matchup here, right? The CSW very low at 26. He really has not induced a lot of chases. That's a 23. And he's allowing a lot of contact. That's at 88%. So I think that's where our hope is going to have to lie. Stripling, who allows contact. The Phillies make a lot of strong contact. And then we're going to have to rely on Zach Wheeler to get us 15 outs. If this one gets to 130, forget this one. As well, I do think Philadelphia gets it done. There is a point where I think people get hooked on the jerseys a bit more than they should. The pitchers, in particular, for F5. I mean, 15 outs, it's almost, almost give me Wheeler blind, you know. And then when you tell me it's Stripling, right, it's not Musgrove. It's not Corbin Burns. This is not Garrett Cole. This is Ross Stripling against the Phillies and Zach Wheeler against the Blue Jays. And it's still, like I said, 15 outs, and you get your money back in a tie. Give me the Phillies money line at minus 110. I think I put enough disclaimers on that one. But again, you know, I just, I like people to see the open book because, again, it's like the crack of dawn where I am right now. I don't know when you're listening, but to have this out and that I'm, some of this I'm still kind of processing, you know, and it means a lot to me that I'm putting out plays that mean, that are worth it. So, again, you know, building a boat in the middle of the ocean sometimes. I hope everyone appreciates it. Press the like button. Let's get out of here. Tampa Bay team total over three and a half. Philly F5 money line. Glaber, Torres, Harold, Ramirez. Total base props were up against it. Again, that 30 minimum. I'm just really, I just keep, I'm taking the inch, taking the inch. But everyone seems to be digging it. We're making money, having fun, meeting people and all that stuff. So, like, what else could you ask for? I don't know, not much. Please download the Jock Market app. Getting paid every day. I mean, this is what you want to be doing. That stack attack is gold. Just take it. Anybody under, I've been calling it the triple nickel at points, 555. Because again, jock market is, uh, has to do with brevity. You want to be fast. Everybody under that is just viable. Plan if you're using the free $100, single shares, people. And don't feel pressed to get on everybody. Two shares of the cheapest people every day. I, I don't want to say guarantee, but you've seen it, right? So I don't have to guarantee it, but I can say that has been a sustainable venture. People are showing us the ticket. So just. 
don't get caught up. And when we identify a stack, if you backfill into that game with a couple $3 shares, you'll probably get paid there too. All right, so that will do it. Enjoy the games. Enjoy your day. When we're done with the book, enjoy your pay, everybody. We love you so very much. We really do appreciate your time as we wrap up the first half of this 2022 MLB season. From your host, Big Johnny Stud, all the lovely ladies and gentlemen that make this show possible at Mayo Media Net. Thanks so much. Rate, review, subscribe. Press the cartoon thumb. We'll catch you in the jock market. And when you work this hard, it feels a lot less like luck, don't it? You bet your arson do. Peace. (laughs) 